Right, welcome to Locked On Heat, your daily podcast on the Miami Heat. I'm Wes Goldberg here with David Ramil. However, you might be tuning in on YouTube, Odyssey, or your favorite podcast app. Thanks so much for making Locked On Heat your first listen every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Go to birddogs.com slash locked on NBA. And when you enter the promo code locked on NBA, they'll throw in a free custom Bird Dogs Yeti style tumbler with every order. Well, the Celtics said don't let them win one. And the Heat did, losing to the Celtics 116 to 99, squandering a chance to close out the series and sweep the Celtics. Now this series is 3-1 heading back to Boston, David. The Celtics made 42% of their three-pointers. They outscored the Heat by 33 points in total from three-point range. Uh, is it that simple? It does seem that way. I, I, I think the players all kind of chalked it up to, well, they finally played with more effort. And you could tell this was by far Boston's most complete and greatest effort in this series they were attacking on defense closing out challenging all of miami's players kind of looking a lot like what miami had looked like for the first three games of the series yeah but, you know pressuring everybody pressuring ball handlers collapsing but sending multiple defenders at shooters especially out in the perimeter uh you know, miami's perimeter shooting was woeful so i think that was the recipe for their success and, and that's the problem for me is that watching that game play out is the concern whether or not Boston has figured it out and whether or not Miami can figure out some counter to, you know, basically out Miami, Miami. <laughs> yeah, look, I mean, I, I said the, the the percentages already, but Miami shooting 25% from three-point range, 8 of 32, Boston 19 of 45. Uh, it felt like the pace of the game was going their way. That third quarter was the swinging part of the game. 38 to 23, the Heat were outscored in the third quarter. And I want to just... Go back to what I said about Boston saying, hey, don't let us get one. Don't let us get one. Um, and I get where the Celtics were coming from, from trying to like drudge up some sort of confidence and maybe even false bravado, whatever it was. But they played their game. They finally looked like the Boston Celtics. And um, I was I was going to be more surprised, frankly, even after the Heat went up 3 nothing if they swept than if this happened. If we just did not see it, or I shouldn't say that, but if we just didn't see a game where the Celtics didn't look like themselves, right? I was expecting the Celtics to come out today and look like themselves finally, right? This is a team that got to the NBA Finals, man. Like, they are so talented. They deserve to be here in the Eastern Conference Finals. And if it was just going to be four games of whatever that was in Game 3, that rollover, that to me was going to be one of the biggest stories of the summer in the NBA, just how like surprising that is because you just don't see a team roll over like that so completely. So even if the Heat won this game, I thought they would win it. It wouldn't be a blowout. They would win it kind of coming back in the fourth quarter and in the end. And they did have a chance there late in this game, but credit the Celtics. Like that three-point shooting was real. Every time the, the Heat had to work so hard to get two-pointer after two-pointer after two-pointer, and the Celtics just kept answering with three-pointer after three-pointer after three-pointer. Just felt like the Heat could never really get back in it. No, uh, I, I am surprised, to be 100% honest, honest with you. Uh, listening to the coverage of the Celtics sitting there and Joe Mazzola's post-game presser after game three, having him kind of take credit, or not credit, take the blame, I should say, for how badly the team played up to that point in the series – and then hearing you know, Adrian Wojnarowski of ESPN saying that the, these players are done with one another, basically they're tired of fake liking each other. And I, you think this team is ready to implode, especially after a 30-point blowout in game three. They issue what seemed like false bravado at the time. I kind of dismissed it thinking, well, what else are you going to say? Right. Because there's not really else. You know, what are you going to say? No, you know, we, we kind of showed who we were. We actually do suck. 
uh, our regular season was just a mirage. No, they, they, they said something uh, to encourage themselves. But to your point, they backed it up. They came out today showing much more intensity, much more energy. Uh, even when Miami did establish a lead or throughout the first half of the game, it didn't seem like Boston was quite demoralized to the same extent that they were yeah. in game three. In game three, they were looking around, criticizing officials, begging for foul calls, not really playing their game. And while there was certainly an element of that, that third quarter was as complete a turnaround as you can imagine. Uh, it was a 16-0. to zero. It might have been. A 16 nothing run. 16 yeah. nothing run from Boston that absolutely crushed Miami. Um. Yeah, I think we do forget, and I think there's a recency bias in the media that that pervaded sort of the coverage after that Game 3 loss. And I think we just forget how proud these athletes are, just generally speaking, and how big uh, how big of a chip that somebody could put on their shoulder when they are down 0-3 and they just don't want to go home like this. They don't want to get swept in the Eastern Conference Finals. And it's just natural for them to get back into a corner and fight back the way that they did. That said, Teams are 149 and zero when leading 3 0 in a series. If there was ever a team to come back and buck that trend, it kind of seems on paper like it would be the number two seed versus the number eight seed, right? So, how concerned are you after this loss? Fairly concerned. Um, start contrast from what key players were saying after the game, but we'll get to that later on. Uh, my level of concern is that they figured out something and implemented it in a much more, they executed their game. The Celtics, look, yeah, the Celtics did. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. This is, we'll, we'll look at, and I'm sure Heat players are frustrated. I saw a lot of people on social media saying, oh, X player needs to play better. Too many turnovers from this guy. That's fair criticism. I also think it's not giving credit where credit is due. Boston figured something else out in the third quarter. And again, I, I think they had slowly been building towards that point. In the first half, even as Miami had a nine-point lead, in the third quarter, it seemed kind of untenable. I don't think they were able – I didn't think that they were going to be able to maintain it, and sure enough, Boston wound up coming back. Uh, I think I texted you before that this was a dangerous place for Miami to be. They looked like they were playing with their food, uh, and, and certainly that was the case. I think they took their foot off their gas to a certain extent, but Boston capitalized. The same way that we've talked about Miami capitalizing on Boston's mistakes, mm-hmm. it was the other way around. And so my level of concern is that they did figure things out because they harassed Miami's shooters so completely, and that was the salve for all of other of Miami's other problems over the first three games of the series was, well, they're shooting lights out. And when they're shooting that well, that opens things up for Bam and Jimmy and vice versa. And they did a really good job of, of locking down Bam and Abaya, who had been so aggressive up to this point. I don't think his lack of production tonight was due to any kind of lack of aggression. I think you have to give credit again to them pressuring it was the best it was the best game boston played defensively this entire series no doubt about it i mean they were not losing the shooters they were not doing that thing like they closed out like you were talking about um they did a really good job of making miami pick up their dribble on offense and kind of stagnate all that movement that ball movement that helped miami generate those open threes um so frequently in those first but i'll say this too like this is in terms of figuring things out uh, they took 45 three-point attempts uh, in this game. Miami took 32. That's similar to what happened in the last game, except Miami just made a bunch of theirs and Boston missed a bunch of theirs. And so I do think that there needs to be something here where 
the Heat need to figure out ways to generate more open threes. It was a little bit different in the last game because also they were getting so many paint touches easily that they were just like, all right, let's just take the easy two as opposed to the easy three. And they were making enough threes where it didn't it didn't feel like they had to press from that range. Um, and the margin wasn't like what it was tonight. Again, getting outscored by 33 points by long by uh, on threes. But uh, in terms of Boston figuring something out, I think that's fair. I look at the turnover margin. Miami was winning it in the first half. They lost it in the second half. Uh, they have they had 15 turnovers. I'm sorry, 16 turnovers in the game that led to 27 points for Boston. Uh, the Celtics ended up with just 10 turnovers in the game um, after a pretty poor first half from them. So I think the biggest adju- we talk about adjustments all the time, right? The biggest adjustment usually is play better, right? This is what the Celtics were for most of the season. They finally looked like they looked for most of the season, and the Heat kind of came back down to earth a little bit. Thanks again for making Locked on Heat your first listen every day. Every day is going to be back tomorrow with our friend Howard Beck to get his perspective on what it is that he can do to close this thing out on the road. Game five, Thursday night. You know that we'll be back here Thursday night immediately after the game with a recap of what happens there. Hopefully, it's uh, a celebration of the Heat moving on to the NBA Finals, but we'll find out then. Hit that subscribe button on YouTube. Follow us on your podcast app. And David, thanks for joining me.